all right well i guess we'll i guess we'll do this today you know? yeah absolutely yeah i gotta figure out what's wrong with my uh with my headphones for sure so okay well all right <clears throat> we ready to do this you bet you all right i tell you i feel naked without my headset on <laughs> i've lost some of my aesthetic beauty right <laughs> not quite the same montag yeah yeah with my new haircut and my new shorn sides santa <laughs> your beard's right. getting bigger there buddy what is it? said your yeah. beard looks like it's getting bigger you're yeah. throwing her out more huh nice it's this part yeah i'm keeping the sides shaped yeah just throwing this out yeah, yeah. let that go along and then braid it It'd be like a Scotty Ian braid right down to here, like yeah, to your like, belly. Like, like uh, Michael Gilbert. Yeah, man. Make it cool. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, you know, it's there to cover my ugliness. But, you know. <laughs> I'm going to miss cuddle time, though. It just ain't going to be the same. It's going to be on skitty. It will always be cuddle time. <laughs> spoon me, Montag. Spoon That's me. Right. <laughs> right. I'll still generate enough heat for our manly embrace. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. All right, getting into character. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> you know, when we do our long form podcast here on Heavy Metal Horror, we need hydration. Here's what I like to use Hydro Flask. Hydro Flask. Hill Hydro Flask. Yeah, seize the moisture. Right. Hill Hydro Flask. That's great. That is awesome. Uh, all right, man, well, let's get the show on the road. All right. This is Jarvis Leatherby from the heavy metal band Night Demon. You're listening to Heavy Metal Horror. I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down. Not always. Hey, this is Chop Top. Stay tuned and stay glued because this one's going to be horromic. And you are watching and listening to Heavy Metal. Well, kiddies, I feel pretty naked today because my headset's not working, so I don't know how uh, loud I have to talk into my beautiful webcam microphone. So here it is. We're doing it anyway. Uh, today we've got a pretty fun show. It's, it's, it's fun and it's horror. We're, we're talking about comedy horror or horror comedies, horromedies, uh, movies that have elements of both horror and comedy in them, which, um, you know, it, it's really hard sometimes I think to cross those genres successfully. Um, so, uh, thought, yeah, let's, let's talk about these. I know Chop Top and I, um, both love these uh, these horror comedies, would you say, Chad? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think my earliest recollection of one, and we'll get to it, I'm sure, and we've had a whole show about it, Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. I mean, that was probably one of my yeah. earliest recollections of maybe the foray of, of horror comedies. I'm sure before that, you know, I saw some black and whites and, you know, other things like that and from the classic universal lines. I just don't quite recall it. My earliest recollection is, of course, with uh, Texas Chainsaw Part Two. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. I mean, it's definitely on the list. I got a whole bunch of them here. 
mm-hmm. that um, you know combine these elements of horror and comedy. And, and I know some movies try to do that, but they're not very successful. Um, right. And it's not something that can be always done. You, you tend to skew one way or another, but when you can blend the, the two, it can make for a really entertaining movie. Absolutely. Um, and for the horror fans, having some comedy, a little bit of levity. I mean, good horror movies sometimes have comedy in them anyway. It kind of eases the tension. You know, that serves a purpose. You gotta, gotta take some of the tension away from the scenes. Um, but then also having a uh, horror elements and a comedy also, it, it's, a, it's an interesting mix of genres, which you, you know, don't always find, you know, always having a six i'm just really completely fucked up with all these headphones on I just <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> yeah i'm like who am i who am you i are, you are I, can they hear me i don't know what's going on um <clears throat> yeah you know and uh so i know i told it i totally get it and i was also really thinking uh, of another movie that i forgot to put on the list so i've got a bunch up here well, it also goes over the line, and we can talk about this too, into uh, television. Sure. We're in a classic example, my yeah. favorite horror comedy show ever. Oh, right, movie. right. So, yeah, I know yeah. you, you're an Adams Family man. So, yeah, yeah it goes right into that, that, it goes right over to television as well. At times. It, it certainly does. Um, and that's a, that's a good point. Because, you know, we grew up watching these. I always loved the Adams Family and I liked the monsters. I wasn't as much of a fan, but I'd always mm-hmm. watch it because I liked monsters. You yeah. know, and having that blend of, you know, the fish out of water is the, is the concept that pushes the monsters because, you know, after a while, people just don't don't pay attention to Herman showing up for work, you know, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. So with these these kind of characters in a kind of comical twist, um, that that that's what makes it kind of fun. And I remember as a kid, like early on, I was probably four, five, six years old. Um, I used to have these monster cards they had like universal monsters and other monsters on them, but then they had funny captions on them, you know? Uh, I think I remember some of those as well. Yeah. I don't remember like all the little jokes, but they were like really bad, like yeah, bad jokes, you know, like, um, like there was the picture of the mummy and he's like, I wrapped something for you for Christmas myself, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, and as a kid, I just, I just loved it. You know, because like yeah. it's got monsters, it's got funny stuff. Like, what more do you want? You know, but you know, uh, and I'm glad you glad you talk about uh, you know the classic monsters and we get on that subject because I guess for one film I'm going to bring up just I'll bring it up right now probably my all time favorite horror comedy, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. I can watch that any day of the week, any time of the year. Um, I've heck I fell fell asleep to it before. It's just this feeling of such nostalgia. Yeah. And it, it's such a such a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, of course, the, the the physical comedy, you know, of uh, Lou Costello and and Bud Abbott, and just that that whole that interaction that they have, that interplay. Plus, you got the classic monsters. You got Dracula, the Wolfman, and you got Frankenstein all in one movie yeah. with that comedy. And it's just it's such a warm, nostalgic uh, horror comedy to me. And I, I I love that film. Yeah, and those films kind of reinvigorated Universal's horror movies. You know, because they were done in the 50s and, and the, pretty much by then, you know, the, they were done with those classic monsters. In the 50s, Universal was doing like Creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, so those those monsters were kind of, um, kind of haven't been, you know, 
done and had a movie for a while. And so Abbott right. and Cancelo brought them back into the kind of a level of popularity that they hadn't had before. And it also helped their careers as well. Too. Oh, yeah. They were, you know, this was kind of toward the, their sweet spot in the 40s and 50s. Um, and I, like, I remember I like watching the other... Abbott Cancelo oh, oh. meet the mummy. Um, that one actually scared me as a kid because I was afraid of the mummy so much. Oh, but yeah. I knew there, there was funny stuff. I knew it was supposed to be funny, but I think because they used the scary music, the intense music, and also with um, Costello's overacting and over like being horrified, I empathized with <laughs> his plight. Like, oh my God, if, if I was right there and the mummy or Frankenstein was right there, I'd be pissing my pants, you know? So I, I totally, totally get that. So I, I like those movies too. I can watch them now and not be so scared of the mummy. Uh, you know, but yeah, yeah, those are the most <laughs> ones I remember. Just um, yeah, you know, still you'll be, be yelling out, "Chick, chick!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I actually got the whole collection. Uh, they did, I believe, was there four features. They did, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, uh, the yeah. Mummy. Yeah. Um, of course, Frankenstein, and I can't remember the fourth. There was a fourth. In the Invisible Man. Yes, that one. That, those yeah. are fun. Um. Yeah, they're man that one. Meet Meet Frankenstein's my favorite. Frankenstein, I think, is the best one of the of the bunch. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really care for the Invisible Man. I don't really like the Invisible Man anyway. Uh, so I just like the first one's a good movie. It's done well with Claude Rains. Yes, yes. It's just it's just not an appeal to me like the other monsters are. You know, yeah. uh, and it's almost like it's it, it's not in a, a classic nature anyways of a monster. You know, it's just a man who gets invisible. Right. It's, and it's it, the mad scientist. It angers them as time goes on. Yeah, the you mad know. scientist. It's like a slow burning Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. You know, um, we just can't see him when he's Mr. Hyde. I guess he's Hyde, H I D E. Right. Yeah, and I got another one to. Oh, my God. See, I'm glad that we're talking about that because I, I'm adding um, a cartoon to our list that I think mm-hmm. we both uh, enjoyed as a kid. Speaking of, I mean, we might as well, since we're talking about childhood memories, um, I would think a cartoon that kind of straddles both gentle horror and, and comedy, I think with Scooby-Doo would, would be a, you know, one that kind great. of has that. You yeah. know? I mean, it, it never was really scary, but it had monsters, it had witches and werewolves and zombies. Um, and oh, Yeah, I, I love the one where it's the robot at the carnival. Um, oh, yeah. That's I love that one, and I love the one where that's the creepy, uh, glowing skull in the spacesuit at the old um, airport. Yeah. You know, with the, the spaceship landing, <laughs> flying that's by. Great. You know, yeah, and I, I like the I like the one with the witch and the zombie, and oh, I love so many of them. I mean, those yeah. those first two seasons of that original show are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I liked it less so when they started having the crossover, the hour long shows with like Batman and the Harlem Globetrotters and Phyllis Diller. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, other well, than, having a, boner, you know, other than <laughs> having a boner, raging boner at Phyllis Diller. Then they had Scrappy-Doo, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we no, yeah. And I um, I really, I like the two movies. I think the movies did a really good job of can, can kind of conveying that sense of the cartoon and the characters. And um, I was uh, What I was saying before, it blacked out. I mean, it literally blacked out on my screen and stuff. Um. I was saying, you know, when they added Scrappy-Doo, I hated that little son of a bitch. That ruined that show. He was so annoying and, Uncle Scooby, Uncle Scooby. It's like, oh, let me at him, let me at him. It's like, shut up. Too much talky, too much chattiness with him. And it just, it took so much away 
from the show, you know, and I, I just, I really started, I was like, can we get back to what it, you know, originally was and just the gang and, and not him take scrappy out of the equation. Yeah, fuck you scrappy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hate it. You know, that show is probably and all the other shows in the live action is probably more popular today than it ever has been. There is like, you can't get into a regular store and find any toys for kids. Like my, uh, my youngest grandson is three loves Scooby, everything about Scooby. And yeah. you can't find nothing. You can't find anything toy related now. It's just become even that much more popular than I think ever before. So wow. Um well yeah, and they keep on making these cartoons, like they're like movie length cartoons, which are still kind of entertaining. They're not quite as good as the half hour. I think there was something a sweet spot when this came out. Yeah. In the 22 minute format or however long the episodes were you come in you tell a story you have you know the musical interlude and the the misdirection chasing scene boom problem solved meddling kids um the cartoons sometimes just drag out a little bit for me i i've watched a lot of them because mm-hmm. it's scooby-doo you know and I'm, it's a right, cartoon right. i mean I, I could spend all day i think we've even talked about having a stink bowl where we just watch like saturday morning you know yep. Friday, we just watch cartoons and stuff all day you know Absolutely. Um, you know, I think the favorite one of mine is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, I like that yeah. one. There, there, I mean, there are some, there are some really good ones out there. Um, there's, I, I saw, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere out in the world, there's a, a thing called a torrent, although I don't know what that is, that had all like every Scooby-Doo like ever. All the cartoons, all the movies, you know. Yeah. Um, but only a crazy person would go looking for torrents. <laughs> uh, another cartoon, I think, that also has, it was more, <clears throat> it, it had horrific stuff and sci-fi. Um, a cartoon I think is great is Johnny Quest. I don't know if you yeah. ever watched that or not. Yeah. Yeah. Had a lot more of adventure and science fiction. But there were some horror stuff. There was like a mummy episode. Um, mm-hmm. you know monsters and things like that yeah johnny quest is a, such a really good cartoon um, yeah you know i came across that kind of late in life because it was on a little before me um you know but i i found i found it it was like in my god it might have been in like my 30s or something 40s even mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god this is just so good you know yeah. such a good cartoon oh um, let's see, since we're talking about childhood, I think, um, I think, yeah, we've talked about, you know, the monsters, the Adams family, the monsters were more straight horror, the Adams family was more like a deranged, I mean, there were, there weren't monsters as such, like cousin, it might be close mm-hmm. to something like that. Well, things. Yeah, no, thing. No. Yeah, so there were these kind of macabre kind of kind of moments, um, but those were all good, you know, as a kid. And so I, we just, I love that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of reminds you of still, still being a kid. Yeah. So um, at least, the, at least the good portions of being a kid. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely. Just a warming thing. It's the same way. Like we started off having Costello meet Frankenstein and mm-hmm. say the same things with these cartoons and shows. It just. It just there's a warming feeling of nostalgia that's like it, it, bring, it truly brings you back. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. So let's get into the more straightforward horror. 
movies that have some comedy in them. Um, I think like one of the movies that I would say is more of a horror movie with some comic elements um, before we move into those true comedy horror and then we'll go to like comedy with horror in it. Um, mm -hmm. I think Dawn of the Dead is a movie that has a little bit of comedy in very few spots. It's pretty much a serious movie except oh, yeah. when you get to the mall and then there's the scenes where the, the, they're looking at the zombies kind of moving around aimlessly with that music but I'm bum bum and there's like that you know obese zombie that kind of like falls over into the fountain and they're just like falling over themselves just just being mindless idiots i think that's a good example of a horror movie with some comedy that's a good choice yeah yeah and i think uh yeah because i remember they're also then they're uh they start to basically just shopping and living like you know obviously it's their new home the mall and they're still aimlessly walking outside the stores. And all that. So there is that light comedy to it as well. And like you said, the music added to that is just hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think another example of like horror with comedy, and some of it's un unintentional, I think. We have to look at the movies of Herschel Gordon Lewis. Uh, Blood Feast, Wizard of Gore, 2000 Maniacs. Um, <laughs> All the, I know, that's where you get the Montag mass revolution. Um, I mean, I, I can't remember the time, number of times we have watched that movie and just cracked up our asses off, just like laughing hysterically at I'm laughing right now. the comic, you know, the scenes of the close up when Montag's like digging in, like pulling out these guts, and like, you know, it's just, there's those moments where it's just like, or Blood Feast, an Egyptian feast, you know. <laughs> Right. Fouad Ramsey's. Oh, an Egyptian caterer. I'm having a party. You know, right. I think some of it's unintentional. Um, I do. You know, it was, it was very ex exploitive, exploitative, you know, obviously. Yeah. And uh, had definitely that uh, that 60s kind of, you know, swing to it, charm and, and all those yeah. things. And I mean, this is like drive-in schlock. You're sitting there making it. Yeah, the gore was so over the top. It was, it was just hysterical. Yeah, that's what I love about them. Yeah. Um, Let's see, another movie that I think is, has a surprising movie that has humor, um, particularly because the first movie in the series franchise lacks really having any sense of humor. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, I think. You know, there, think, there is. Yeah, there's, so there are some moments of sweet, kind of gentle humor. It's not yeah. very much, but it's light touches. Um, and also, I think the scene where he meets the hermit yeah, you know, with the, the smoking and the, you know, and, but there's also it's a lot of pathos. That scene is very heartfelt and a lot of emotion. With yeah, music and and the meeting of like this blind hermit who has this friend who can't speak. You know, this kind of this this thing together. Um, there is a, but also you see in the very beginning of the movie, the 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 I forget the actress. She's like the cackling hen, who's just going on and on about. Oh, yeah, you know, hysterical. She's, she's like, yeah, and she's kind of comic relief as well as Pretorius, I think brings a little bit of levity in his performance. It's so over the top um, that it is kind of borders on borders on a little bit of humor that I think is what Bride of Frankenstein, I think is the superior film. I think it's the best of the entire franchise. Yes. Um, beautiful uh, another, shot, James Whale, you know. Yeah. Another thing is uh, when uh, Frankenstein actually meets the bride and her reaction. You know, it's, it's kind of Right, it's, it's comical, but it's not 
obviously I don't think it was intended. It's supposed to be, yeah. you know, that was her response, but uh, I thought it was comical. You know, the first time I watched the film, I didn't pick up on those, those little subtle hints of comedy. Right. But Same here. The second time I threw, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's actually kind of funny. I don't think it's mm -hmm. supposed to be like that, but it wasn't so over the top. It didn't take away from the message of the film or, you know, what a, what a masterwork that it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, other films that I think in that vibe that have horror with a little bit of comedy, um, like the abominable Dr. Fibes, the series with, um, that's great with, um, Vincent Price, Vincent Price. Thank you. Um, yeah. I can see him. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I can't remember the master's name. Uh, yeah, because there's a, there's some, there's some humor in those movies. It's a lot oh, of yeah. tongue in cheek kind of, uh, humor and, in that movie um and there are some brutal brutal death traps and death scenes that he you know he leaves for his victims it's like wow that was for that time that had to be pretty yeah. uh pretty intense yeah um but the, uh, there's it's a it's a lot of satire in that so it's mm -hmm. kind of downplayed um but it's still it's still prevalent uh, in that movie mm -hmm. oh and one thing i wanted to bring up too is when we were talking about um blood feast there's it's more of a comedy horror uh in the 1980s there was a movie called blood diner that was kind of an homage to Herschel Gordon Lewis because these two brothers owned a diner and they were going to try to resurrect this, uh, you know, goddess, I think Ishtar or something yeah, like that. I actually do, did see that. Now yeah, and there's a scene where they're like making out with these girls um, and like, like slathering like, um, like a batter all over them. And like, then they kick the girl and they like dunk her head just covered all this batter and they dunk her head in the in the fryer <laughs> and it comes out like a giant like hush puppy you know and she's running around you know with this big pot you right. know it's like yeah. okay that's that's pretty yeah because i remember chopping people up and putting them into ovens and all this i mean it was just crazy yeah they were they were getting pieces parts to resurrect this mm -hmm. this goddess it's very much like blood feast Yes. Um, kind of a remake of Blood Feast in that regard. So but I thought, oh, and I remember having a copy. I think I still have a copy on VHS. Okay. Because um, it's just so ridiculous. You know? Yeah, I do recall seeing that now. And, and when you said that the, the chick with the, the hush puppy head now. Yeah, that, really, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, <coughs> it, it's it makes it more enjoyable. If it took itself too seriously, it would not be nearly the fun movie that it is right um and i think it's that's what i like about these movies that straddle the horror and the comedy they they're most of the time they don't take themselves so seriously and and i mean that's where we live i mean neither of us really like take very much seriously i mean what i want our right. entertainment you know we like being scared but like come on man at the end of the yeah. day we're just us and we just want to have fun you know? right um and that's where i see like other movies that are horror but have or horror esque, but have some comedy. Um, I think one of our favorites, uh, Wes Craven's "People Under the Stairs." I was gonna <laughs> <laughs> gonna get you. Good girls go to heaven. That's Bad right. girls burn in hell. Mommy, I'm feeling a little one of my special headaches coming on. Um, yeah, it makes me want to <laughs> wear a gimp suit, you know, and run around the house. Gonna get you. <laughs> you know. I, I remember watching it with you. We were We were watching the you know we in, saw that in the Sinesky. theater. I think I came out to theater with see you and Sebesky. And we were rolling. Yeah. The Everyone else was screaming and we're like yeah. we're like the only like, one ah! dying laughing. Yeah. I'm like, what are you guys 
you know i mean but there are some generally horror elements in it for sure sure um but there's a lot more comedy you know oh, yeah. and it's it's so subtly done it's through the performances it's the dialogue that's funny mm-hmm. you know and and it's just again that sense of ridiculousness like Wes craven yeah. really kind of gone out of his way to be kind of kind of crazy in this aspect and he's done that with some of his other movies as well which is kind of what i like like scream i didn't put scream yeah. on the list because okay. there's not really comedy in it there yeah. it's but it's a fun horror film right in that regard you know i wonder if uh tarantino got influenced by the, the gimp suit for pulp fiction <laughs> oh that no film. maybe that would make perfect <laughs> sense right yeah you know bring out the but, gimp yeah. uh, <laughs> um another one i think that it straddles that horror with a little bit of comedy um in unexpected places um house the 1980s class house love that yeah the writer is there trying to write this novel and and he's you know the house this ghosts attack him and yeah so what dismember that one body and trying to bury it you know in his backyard and then the the dog is doesn't the dog like pick it up or yeah run away with an arm or something yeah yeah um I remember, yeah, because he took over. Uh, he took over that that home from his uh, his dead aunt, I believe, who killed yeah. herself. And uh, here it's it's totally haunted and got a lot of problems with it. So, uh, and uh, it's just so well done. And you got uh, uh, what's his name from Cheers? Norm. Uh, yep, yeah, Norm. I yeah. forget the actor. The greatest name. American hero, George Went. Right? George Went and right. William Cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great cast. It was oh, and just, Bull it was from Nightcourt. Oh yeah, yeah. Richard uh, Mulligan. Yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, Is it Mall? Richard Mall. R- yeah, I think so. I I remember uh, seeing him. Uh, I saw that at the theaters. I believe with my uh, sister and my brother-in-law when it first came out all yeah. that time ago. It was such a blast, and yeah. I actually have it. Uh, in DVD, and it has a sequel, which I don't think is House Two as is not well. nearly as good. No, yeah, but the first one's fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's I watch it again. I don't think it's a movie that stands up, you know, thirty some years after the fact. It's not nearly it's as an age well. It hasn't aged yeah. well, but it was still nice to kind of revisit it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those like, okay, I think I'm good. I probably won't need to see it again you know right. <laughs> um, but a, another movie that's a lot of horror with some really good humor i think it it, it uh and i think also came out in 1984 um american werewolf in london i think has mm. a lot of genuine horror i mean this is a really scary werewolf movie and oh, the transformation is the, one the of transformation the, scene, the, the, the nightmares that he has with the Nazi vampire, you know, werewolves coming in, like slitting yeah. his family's throat, uh, horrific stuff. And then juxtaposed with these elements of comedy, like when he wakes up the, after the first transformation, like in the zoo, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm naked, you know, and he's like trying to get home. <laughs> um, when his friend shows up and he's dead, hey, we need yeah. to talk. I, I'm the living dead here. I can't. We gotta, you gotta kill yourself, buddy. You know, <laughs> Jack. I'm looking like a human meatloaf here. Um, and, you know, and as he progressively gets more deteriorated, you know, there's that that horror element of it. But there's also very funny because, you know, they when they choose to meet, like in the porn, a place, you know, at, at Piccadilly yeah. Circus, you know, they're watching that awful porn movie. But then there's like everybody he's killed, 
like the couple, the blonde who's still really perky and chirpy, like hi, yeah. um, <laughs> from the, the winos, you know, who were there, and everyone's like, "You gotta kill yourself, fucker! You you killed me!" You know, um, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot. There's a lot of humor in that. I really that's uh, well, that it was great. Out. It was great that it was like you said juxtaposed with everything else going on, but it also that mental deterioration as the film goes on until that triumphant, you know, transformation. Yeah, um, which was just is one of the best ever in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree. There is a lot of there's a lot of humor in there with that. It was uh, probably John Landis's uh, shining moment, I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's done quite a quite a bunch. Um, well, and he did the thriller video, obviously, Michael yeah. Jackson, which was fantastic. All the makeup and stuff on that. So. Oh yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, let's see. Uh, another film that's kind of got a lot of horror with some some comedy. Um, one of my favorite movies is Ravenous. Um, I think there there are some, and it's it's through the dialogue, especially when we have Calhoun's character um, just wonderfully played to the teeth, and saying you know they're eating these bowls of people, the cannibals, and he's like eat to live, don't live to eat, Ben Franklin, <laughs> you know, these little kind of moments that are quite funny um, in the middle of like really black comedy. I'm, you know, there's a lot of horror going on with these yeah. little tiny pops of comedy. And, and that's why I think, I think it's what people, some people just don't like it because they, they can't, they don't know how to go back and forth between something that's funny and something that's horrific. I don't know. Right. Well, then there's that one scene where uh, they're, they're discussing, uh, uh, I forget the one soldier who's the drunk, and they had just killed him and said, I'm afraid, what's his name, his shine for a bottle, didn't leave him his flesh too much in the pink or something like that. It's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it, you're right. It's that dark humor. And I don't, I don't think people can appreciate it. That's a very underappreciated film, period. What a fantastic cast, fantastic mm-hmm. script, everything, story. So we can both agree on that. It's just so overlooked. And the music. Let's not forget. Yeah, the, the score music. is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Nyman and uh, um, Albarn. I forget the other guy's name. James Albarn, I think. Uh, I, I think love so. that soundtrack. One of my yeah. favorites. Um, yeah, it's on my writing list. Like when I it's so unique. It's it's creepy. It's it's also um, it's so original that yeah. uh, you never heard anything quite like it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, another movie that has horror with comedy and also a really great soundtrack by another very interesting band. Uh, another 80s classic, Fright Night. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, the cast is great. I mean, you know, we've got, uh, you know, um, from Roddy McDowell. Cornelius. Yeah, Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm remembering the characters, not the name. Uh, right. You know, and then we have this kind of great vampire story with elements of like the, the you know he's the horror host mixture with this kind of elements of something you might have seen from like uh, Salem's Lot you know some genuine vampire horror with some kind of really good comic spectacle oh yeah yeah fantastic cast um, it's definitely right up there it has to be in, maybe my maybe one of my top five films of all time um, I, I just love it now the remake 
but we, we won't. See, I don't, I don't see these remakes. I, don't, I, I generally don't. Yeah, I, I know. I I gotta stop doing that. I gotta tell myself. Don't gotta stop. You're going to you gotta stop collecting <laughs> all that shit too. Stop, stop it. Stop Good. collecting. Yeah, stop it for something good. You know? <laughs> yes. Good. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I I don't. I didn't collect that movie. That was. Uh, um, but yeah, it was just not. They changed the story around, of course. Different. They tried to make it too serious, and again, that's when it took a dump, right from the yeah. get go. It's it's supposed to be kind of fun and the fun, light, light, all these know. elements coming in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see another one that kind of. Uh, let's see. Brings in elements of <coughs> horror film with some comedy uh i would say one of our favorites we've paused certain scenes of this several times it's got one of the best lines you ever heard in the movie you're alone i should have swallowed <laughs> the granny the granny the granny <laughs> um oh yeah we a- definitely stopped one one Part for sure. We've, we've stopped, <clears throat> we stopped at a couple appropriate sequences. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're alone. Your mother should have swallowed. This is great. Oh, yeah. That that line, I still love saying. Like that is like my favorite movie line. Right next to like, take your filthy, you know, take your stick and paws up, and you damn dirty ape. Is <laughs> you are alone. I should have swallowed. Uh, I've actually, I actually uh, use that line. Uh, you know, we're, you know, bullshit factory talk, you know, ex-supervisors and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get all smart ass. I said, oh, yeah, I yell out real loud. Yeah, you're a load. Your mama should have swallowed. Something like that. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. my God. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Suck it. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. I mean, you, you remember those. It's like, like you said, even, you know, from Planet of the Apes lines, you remember those one-liners or different things that just, yeah, you can't help but, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be imprinted in you forever. Yeah, it's just it's just gonna stick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, along those lines, and you had mentioned one of our absolute favorite movies of all time, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. Yes, um, is a brilliant movie in that it straddles that horror and comedy seamlessly. You know, mm-hmm. in the same scene, you're gonna get violent horror and and really sharp, stinging, com- you know, comic lines. Um, I, and I remember the first time I saw it is at a drive-in. Mm-hmm. And and the scene where Chop Top is just beating the shit out of LG, but every time he's swinging the hammer down, he's like, bring up, like, incoming mail, boom, Ho Chi Minh, boom. And I'm thinking, my God, it was just so macabre. And like, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going to happen here? You know? Um, and then when Leatherface what? comes in with the chainsaw to, you know, when he makes friends with Stretch, uh, I thought for sure, because, you know, you don't know who's going to live, who's going to die. I'm thinking, oh, no, he's going to saw right in half. He's going to, like, get the hoo-ha and just go right up. Right. You know? I'm like, no, don't do that. <clears throat> but that movie... I think, is- you bring up a, I think you bring up an interesting point. I, I thought about this a little bit now. It is that that the pacing and that, that seamless blend of horror and comedy all in the same scene, it gives the, the, the film a, a sense of a mania. It's manic. Mm-hmm. You actually feel that. You feel that physically as you're watching that. Because uh, I know the first couple few times I watched it, I just had this kind of franticness or this manic feeling because of the pacing, because how relentless, because of the comedy and horror in one scene. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That That's what makes it stand out. That 
none of the other films have have done that um, no. successfully. Very, you know, there aren't a lot of films that do this. They, they sometimes they try, they just fail. Um, but yeah, this one they're just magic. Uh, you know, just the, the the screenplay by Kit Carson is just you know fantastic. Um, Don't I think ever it, watch the the reimagining on the Netflix of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, no, I've already heard enough about oh, it. Like, no, oh, I'm not going to watch it. I watched. I, well, I listened. You know, I watched uh, uh, our buddy Justin. You know his review. Yeah, I read it, and I'm like, oh, I gotta see it for myself. Though, see how bad. And yes, it was absolutely everything he said. So mm-hmm. never to be seen again. But I think I have. Yeah, anyway, I, I man, have, you deserve it. You knew it was going to be a pile of shit, and you stepped in it no, anyway. No, I think that you know. I know. I can't help. Um, there's, there's a movie a, called The Wind that's supposed to be really good. I've seen that. Is it good? It's on IFC. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, it's a slow burn. I, yeah, I, I, I like the witch. There, there, I enjoy that. Creepy. Oh, the witch was yeah, which was fantastic. Yeah, the wind was uh, uh, it definitely has a sense of creepiness, isolation, okay. forebodingness. I like so, it. have you seen Midnight Mass yet? Yes, love it. Holy I fuck! I'm trying that to get that guy. Time. I'm trying to get the priest on our show. I'm, oh, excellent! Yeah. I, I can't reach out. I can't contact. I have. I can't find no contact information for him. Like, dude. So, hey, priest, we want to talk to you, buddy. Come on. Um, I think there's a few more that we can talk about that were mostly horror that had an interjection of humor. Um, and that kind of made them memorable. Uh, first, I'm going to Santa's sleigh. Um, it's not a good movie. There, there's a couple scenes that were funny. It's it, mostly it's a straightforward movie about a killer Santa Claus coming back to like you know demonic Santa Claus, if you will. Bill Goldberg. Yes. Yeah, Goldberg. Um, but the scene where he's like chasing down the old lady who's driving, you know, get off the road, bitch, or whatever. <laughs> that, that's good. That's fine. I want to see Santa Claus yelling people like that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's really funny. And then, then you have movies like, um, I think, another one that has mostly horror with some comedy. Um, let's see here. Uh, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, I think mm-hmm. brings, starts to transition. Because Evil Dead, I think, was one of the just straightforward horror, you know, one of the best horror films ever made. Yes. And now they're bringing a little bit of a comedy in part two, which is like a remake and a sequel. Um, yeah. Yeah, Army of Darkness, they carried it even but further. Army of Darkness is, is more of a yeah, comedy with horror. I think it's on that that's where the transition jumps between oh. horror with comedy to a comedy with horror, which sure. I think is slightly different. Um, but in the same, it's all in the same continuum, you know, the spectrum. That's why I had them both in there. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little bit of humor in Evil Dead too. Um, you know, just some kind of puns and things like that, silliness. Uh you know, like where the book, the demonic book, uh, you know, Farewell to Arms, um, you know, just goofy stuff like that. But then by Evil Dead 3, you're doing the puns like Hail to the King, baby. You know, um, that, right. it's a lot more comical in that regard. And and then making the switch, then we're those kinds of movies. Uh, well, before we before we make that switch, I, w- I want to bring up the TV show Millennium, which oh, I, I love. I'd love to, to, uh, to get and talk with the master um i've reached out to him um but i haven't heard back yet that's okay i don't want to push you know but i'd like right. to have him come on 
and uh, talk with us. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, so many films, too. Yeah. Yeah. But season three of Milano, seasons one and two are very dark, straightforward. A lot of horror, a lot of very intense shows. It was too intense for its time. It's way ahead of its time. Season three, I did not like as nearly as much because mm -hmm. they started intentionally bringing in humor because who was it? The, um, the guy who did X-Files, the same guy who produced the show, Chris Carter. Yes. Um, was listening to all the people whining and bitching about how dark the show was. I'm like, yeah, of course it's dark. It's a fucking dark show. It's, it was the only one, the first kind of show that's kind on TV. Mm -hmm. And and then he then they started like trying to do humor, more like an X-Files episode, which it worked on X-Files because it right. wasn't constant. And when those happened, like the when the episode about the guy playing D and D, it's like I didn't learn all, you know, didn't learn you know to be heroic without, you know, or I didn't play D and D all those years and didn't learn how to be heroic or something. I mean, that was yeah. a great episode. Sure. Uh, but but there was the episode where they're at a diner or a restaurant or something like that, and all these these demons are gathered there talking. They yeah. look like humans, but they're really demons, and Frank can see them. Yeah, they're just having coffee and all this stuff. Yeah, and it. <laughs> It's just it for me. It it kind of robbed what I thought was great about the show. You know, yeah. Chris Carter's trying to bend toward people. Oh, it's too dark, um, and it just kind of kind of just it it just ruined that third season for me in a way because it just wasn't as good. Right. Um, and that was a very uh, I would have liked to have seen if they got away from that and continued on with the show because that was a very underrated show. And like you said very much ahead of its time there was nothing else yeah. on television no no nothing like that and it, i mean think of all the shows that have become sense that have been about profilers movies like silence of the lambs you know would not have Great been example. here i don't think without shows like that although right. yeah it sounds about right millennium came on the was that the 90s or oh, maybe silence of the lambs was earlier that might maybe it was earlier but yeah, yeah it, you know but there, i think it influenced so much more and you do hear a lot of fans out there of the show that we're very disappointed not only with that season, but they, they wish that would have continued that show because it yeah, was, uh, it was good one show. of the best. Yeah, yeah I, I saw Lance Henriksen on Facebook. He was talking about how it might, um, someone's considering bringing it back out or something. Mm. I'm like, well, I have, great. I mean, I have it, um, but I'd love to have it back on TV again. That'd be awesome. Dude, that'd yeah. be great. So Mr. Henriksen, if you're out there, we'd love to talk with you. Um, let's see. A couple other movies I think have a lot of horror with a little bit of comedy in them to make them kind of stand out. One is Child's Play, I think, mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. just a little bit of humor because of the nature of who the killer is inside Chucky. You know, the guy yeah. possessing the doll, the spirit of this killer is kind of funny. You know, he's funny. Um, and although it's, it's a, played for straight horror, there are moments, especially like uh, the one in scene I, <laughs> I remember uh, where they're like on the elevator with the old lady and Chucky's just sitting there in the corner and the old lady's like, yeah. what an ugly doll. And, and he says something like, fuck you, bitch. Or something like, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. I'm like, I like, oh. I like when he like that, the car scene where he's in the car with the detector or whatever. And he's like in the back seat and he like puts on a or hits something and he, you can see it slow motion going, fantastic yeah, yeah. it's a I fun mean, movie it is it's a fun movie and and the, the horror is not throughout the entire film because it's played straight for the most part but mm -hmm. as the sequels come they get sillier and sillier kind of like nightmare on elm street 
you know, the first two are pretty pretty straightforward horror films. Yeah. But then they get sillier and sillier as they go, you know. Um, so th- that film, and there's another one, I think it kind of, when we're starting to um, cross over into the comedy with some horror, movies like, uh, or horror with comedy, um, like Cabin in the Woods, I think. Is a oh, great yeah. movie that straddles both horror and comedy. It's pretty straightforward, but there's this undercurrent of comedy, kind of odd comic timing and stuff, kind of throughout woven throughout the entire movie because you you know that something's being set up. These people are being set up, so you know there's something going on. But there's where the comedy happens. It's not in the stuff that happens out in the in the cabin. It's all the stuff that's going on as they manipulate. And they're taking bets and all these things are going on but even that's kind of masking the super seriousness of it like fuck we gotta we gotta feed these fucking gods or else we're all gonna die we're you all know? Fucked, yeah yeah and so so there's just like layers of horror and comedy um that i think make it a really effective and fun movie for anyone who doesn't really like horror per se they will probably like cabin in the woods because it's 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 a fun movie. It's really good. You know, I, what I wish I could have, the only disappointment in that film, I wish I would have seen there seen more of the creatures, you know. More oh, yeah. more, you know, more time with them, you know. There were yeah. so many cool creatures in that that whole story. I was just like, man, and they're just it, it's like it's like a blip. They're tearing everybody apart and then it's over, that kind of thing. I yeah. wish just to see more on them because man, there were some fantastic looking creatures and makeup mm-hmm. in that movie. Oh yeah. And the CG was great. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, practical effects. Yeah, a lot of genuine horror. I mean, those last like 15 minutes, it's just like a free-for-all. I mean, it's just like, it's just everywhere. You know, it's what a big finale should be. You know, it's just kind of ridiculous and crazy. Here's your money shot. Yeah. Exactly, right. Oh my God, the merman is terrifying. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You have that. Uh, Another movie that I think that tends to have a lighter side, it, it straddles horror and comedy really, really nicely, Return of the Living Dead. Um, such a good movie and and i remember seeing this too uh, might have been a drive-in as well um but i love the fact that we have these really kind of creepy zombies they're fast they you know they they can talk um that's that's what's part of the comic element especially when they're on the phone going send more paramedics <laughs> you know <laughs> they've already killed me the ones that were there um you know and then the scenes where but the scenes inside like the the uh the processing plant where they you know they have all these animals and, and human figures cadavers and stuff when they get the, the inhale the gas and you see them deteriorating you're all yes. screaming about how much it hurts and all you know there's a lot of intense intensity to that movie as well oh, yeah you know um but combine that with some great great soundtrack and some heavy metal you know and naked girls in the graveyard i mean you got a great movie um oh yeah and the the great effects great practical effects yeah i mean fantastic looking tar zombie was serious shit when i first saw it i'm like whoa oh yeah totally totally um so we're we're transitioning to comedy with horror um then i i think we gotta to bring in a movie like um like eight-legged freaks Mm. i think is a really yeah. fun pick um you know giant bug movie uh or a arachnid movie unlike you'd see something from the 1950s but there's yeah. this under core undercurrent of humor 
interjected throughout. Sometimes the spiders, you can hear them talking. Um, and just a kind of general, there's a general lightness to it. Like you would get like an arachnophobia <laughs> in a way, although that's more oh, of a yeah. comedy without much horror. Um, yeah. But of all the spider movies, because I know you're not a really a spider fan there, Chop Top. Good one's uh, a dead one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like Kingdom of the Spiders is, you know, creepy. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but I think what's cool about the Eight Legged Freaks, though, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely a straight homage to the 1950 Giant Bug movie. It was, it was really cool to see that, kind of bringing that back, you know, to, mm -hmm. you know, hey, we're paying our tribute to the, the Giant Bug kind of creature features of that time. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and had a good cast too. That was a good cast. Yeah, really good cast. It was fun. I think if we're, we're talking about those kinds of movies that have the really kind of comedy and horror blend really kind of seamlessly, um, more comedy than horror, I would say Beetlejuice would be a fantastic example. Yes. Extreme. You got it's a brilliant cast and script. Um, the visuals of it, because you know, it's just one of those when you get you know, a director, producer, and the visuals all come together. I mean, he was great in Mars Attacks, in Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, Tim Burton's vision kind of really comes to life here. In a, and it's macabre, it's funny, you know, it's very smart. It's, it's, he's definitely, uh, you know, speaking about Burton, definitely one of the more uh, stylish, stylistic directors that you see out there. I mean, you can tell just by starting to see how the movie flows at the beginning, it, that's a Burton film. Just the, mm -hmm. just the look, there's always a dark to it. Yeah. But there's always that, there's a sense of, like you said, that, you know, sprinkle in some humor here and there. Mm -hmm. But you can tell that it's a Burton film right from the get-go. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, wonderful film. And yeah. um, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't bring back some of, uh, one of my, one of the, I'm really great director. Um you people might know him for uh the frighteners um peter jackson um did uh you know the frighteners which is a comedy horror mm -hmm. uh, lord of the rings king kong but his first movie is called bad taste and that is a true comedy with horror elements science fiction elements it's about these aliens who invade a township and they feast on human flesh and it's got some of the best grossest practical effects that I, you will ever see in a horror film um, or comedy. Um, Agreed. It is just outright gross at yeah. times. And the, the, <laughs> the scene where like, oh, bring in Robert, or the gruel is ready. And the Robert just like starts vomiting into this bucket, fills it with like, looks like Watergate salad. It's all green with like marshmallows and chunks like nuts. And then it's like steam's coming up and like he's smelling it, smelling it. Oh, it's a good batch. And he starts drinking it. And like, you know, you seem like gross, and he's like, oh, aren't I lucky? I got a chunky bit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, uh, it can be, there's some scenes that are stomach churning, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Bad Taste not, is just really, really great in that. It's just so over the top. Let's not forget the classic, one of our favorites, another one after that was Dead Alive. Yeah, Brain Dead or oh. Dead Alive, um, yeah. right, which was voted, I think, the goriest movie of all time. Um, it takes a little bit longer to get involved with. The story is right. a little more straightforward at first, but once it, it's like a snowball, you know, it's kind of builds its own momentum. And the last half hour is just insane, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. with some really, 
great. It's worth alone, kids, to watch just for the lawnmower scene. Just I'm going to tell you. Yeah, you have to. And then the, the priest, I kick ass for the Lord. Um, <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, Kung Fu Priest, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And then just like the gross scenes, like when when Lionel's aunt mother's like friends are over, his uncle maybe. Yeah. Well, no pudding. And the mother's all deteriorating, and she like pushes on a sword, like squirts into the guy's pudding, and he like <laughs> eats it. I'm like, oh god. Because <laughs> it's just shoots all like pus, you know. It's just it's just like yeah. visceral, disgusting kind of body horror. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah. Just, just really, um, just really brilliant, brilliant practical effects as well for a film. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, especially with the, with the budget that he was working with, so right. much fun. Um, and then I, I think that could bring us into movies like um, that are definitely on the comedy side, with some horror elements like Doghouse, which we both oh, really yeah. love. love the, uh, yeah. You know, I think it's a the British horror film comedy with horror a bunch of guys get together to go for a bachelor weekend because one of them's getting married and they go to this little town where all the women have uh contracted like a just, i don't know something that make, makes them go crazy like a virus and they just want to go kill all the men um yes and then so it was definitely a lot of humor in the horror mm -hmm. in that regard and then and again more practical effects that are really funny uh yeah you know it's it's, it's quite quite funny straddles that horror comedy pretty well um but not not as funny or comic as another great british horror comedy uh Shaun of the dead which oh, yeah. i think is one of the best examples of that comedy within a horror um it's brilliantly acted it's very kind of it's it's great humor in the midst of this really horrifying situation like the horror doesn't impact at first, you know, Sean's just kind of going about his day and doesn't realize that the zombie apocalypse is waiting for him outside. And then when it hits him, it's just like, oh, everything kind of hits. Um, yep. Yeah, it's hysterical. And especially when they uh, they keep that one locked in the shed or whatever. Might have been his dad or the other dudes there or something. Yeah, I forget. It's been a while since I yeah. saw it, but that's that's comical. Oh, yeah. I think the, the zombie keeps on getting caught like there's a hook or something. Yeah, cooking on his clothes and they can't get out. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, in that in that vein, then I think we can bring up movies like Ghostbusters, which we tend to think of as a comedy. It is, but there are some some spooky horror elements that, like when we first see the 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 floating ghost in the library. Yeah. You know, um, when she changes from being like very kind of sweet and serene to this very much a terrifying demonic kind of ghost. yeah like like what you would see at the end of um raiders yeah. of the lost ark you know oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's quite uh quite a frightening change so yeah and you have you have a couple elements like that especially when all the ghosts get when the when they shut down the ghostbusters and all the ghosts get free and that's they're true. just going around doing all kinds of stuff yeah you know more humor than or than than horror but definitely elements of both and it's it's a really well done having a comedy with some horror in it yeah i like that um and then reverse i'm going to bring up a, i'm going to bring up one we need to discuss and it's a yeah. little bit probably more horror and some comedy in it 
but is Slither. Yeah, it's on my what list. a fantastic, fantastic movie. I mean, yeah. we, we we first saw that. I think just get over like, oh, I think it was a stink bullet. Slither, and like, wow. I mean, it had yeah. every element you could. You had science fiction horror, sci-fi horror. You had, um, you know, uh, these slugs that turn people into zombie-esque kind of creatures. You had, it was just everything you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, and what a cast in that Nathan Fillion, of course, from Firefly, Serenity, uh, great actor. He's funny, anyways. A lot of his other shows and stuff. And uh, man, was that, that that mayor in that movie was hysterical. Yeah, and, and then we also <laughs> got Will you move um, your fucking vehicle. You know, he's like that little kid and that lady. He's like, hi, mayor. He's like, mm. yeah. We got the two <laughs> the two uh, the two twins. Who are showing up at the car we're itchy you know or you know um and then we have the just the the main um the main alien i forget well he was what's his name he was in oh gosh walking dead he was yeah, walking dead henry portrait serial killer he was in uh, gardens of the galaxy which james gum john not james gum oh right <laughs> gardens of the galaxy um no, james gunn was the guy who did Slither, and he also did Gardens of the Galaxy, and I think that's why he brought him in. I forget, okay. I forget the actor's name. Um, yeah. Darn but, you know. Yeah, I know. They all know who he is. Yeah, you um, know. Everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. But you, as the actor, sir, if you're watching out there, please respond to Heavy Metal. Yeah, even though we can't remember your name, we'd like to come on. Yeah, come on our show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll remember by then. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a right for the show, but yeah, we're please free contact us. Yeah. Look, make sure. I don't sure have these. I, I can't. I can't think. I'm. I'm naked. Make Bring sure you hit the game. subscribe button on our show, sir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, in that that regard, we have we have though that's a great. Slither is a fantastic movie. Oh. Uh, and it's so fun. Good practical effects. Lots of good CG. Again, we got this kind of zombie. We got this kind of mutant creature from space. We got this evolving, growing, monstrous kind of condition. I mean, the just the woman in the the barn, you know, she's just, <laughs> you know, yeah. It uh, hurts, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, then just yeah, just like so so wrong in so many oh, ways. Her flesh is ripping, and then all those yeah, then slugs come out of her. It's like oh pop, my god, pop goes the weasel, like a big um, water balloon. Another one, it's, I think it is, probably belongs on the other side of the tracks here, but what movie we liked was uh, Grabbers that had that oh, kind yeah. of elements of horror and comedy. Um, you know, the, the creature in the, with all the tentacles and then the, kind of rounding all the citizens up, they had to stay in the pub, you know, because- you stay drunk. Yeah, 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 stay drunk because the monster didn't like alcohol. Um, that's a really fun one too, as well as, uh, spoiler alert, the monster doesn't like alcohol. Um, <laughs> You know, that's that's a, a really fun one as well. That's one we both have enjoyed. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, I thought that was you. I thought you were laying one down. I'm like, wow, good for no, you, man. No, it's assholes outside, you know. Yeah. Get, yeah, got to show off by, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like loudest engine or compensating. Like compensating. Yeah. yeah, they're compensating. I don't have uh, to do that, so I'm fine. Exactly. They don't call me the sausage for nothing. Um, uh they don't call me the Vienna sausage for nothing. So um, <laughs> another one I think that has that really great science fiction and horror and comedy all blended together, Tremors. Uh, we we had mentioned yes. before. Yeah, um, we did a whole show, a review with Blood. Yeah, Blood we did. That. We did a review of Tremors. Um, great movie. 
so much fun, really entertaining. Um, what a cast! And, I, and most of those sequels have been pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. like the first like three or four sequels. I I wasn't crazy about a Cold Day in Hell, but maybe I just need to see it again. Um, mm-hmm. And I I didn't see anything in the series, so I don't know if any of that was any good. And the duo of uh, we talked about before, Michael Gross and uh, God, I can't remember her name. Oh, Country uh, singer. Reba uh, McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. Fantastic. They yeah, they were great together. They really worked together. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderfully. Yeah. I always like Reba McIntyre. I think she's pretty cute. You oh, know? yeah. Miss McIntyre, you know, if you're not busy, come on the show. Let's talk. Um, <laughs> another one that has, we're doing more comedy than horror. Uh, I think movies like Snakes on a Plane has a mm-hmm. nice kind of blend of comical elements with some horror. I didn't even think of that one. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a great movie. It's entertaining. It's an entertaining movie. Yeah. It it is that. And uh, one my grandma really liked. She liked that. She liked a lot Mm -hmm. of these movies. We watched quite a bit of these movies. She liked. Couldn't find anything scary enough for her. You know, she loved The (laughs) Evil Dead, man. I'm trying to like, oh, this is scary. And she's like, oh, that was great. I'm like, okay. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Snake Sound Plane has has some comedy, some horror. uh, then we're, I, some interesting ones. I think, I think one that we both really like it involves a killer snowman. Jack Frost uh, is a great movie that has it's, it's a comedy horror. The shower scene is worth alone for that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The the <laughs> premise is very much like um, Child's Play, in that a serial killer or mad you know, murderer's body is soul is transferred into through a, a car crash and through some chemicals or something into a, a body or a blanket of snow into this, into this body of a snowman. And then proceeds to go around like, you know, killing people with a carrot and stuff like that. Um, and I think my favorite, the, my favorite scene is when he gets hit by a car and he's like, he's like flying through the air. And he's like, I can see my house from down here, you know? And then when he <laughs> lands, he's all like disconjumbled. He's like, look, mom, I'm Picasso. You know, like okay, yeah. okay, that's 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 right, that's brilliant, right there. That's um, that is some good stuff, right? Another one I got to bring up the list that you know, sort of make it in, in that same kind of comedy horror vein of that movie, uh, Ice Cream Man. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, we could also add the dentist, oh, um, yeah. right. Dr. Giggles, <laughs> or Dr. Giggles. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Giggles is funny. I mean, yeah, the first yeah. time I watched it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this man? It's a pile of shit. But it's actually kind of funny. It is. You know, it is. I watched it again. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. This is yeah, shitty, but, but uh, it's funny. Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream just, Man. Tells you everything. Just this demented you know, ice cream man who basically kills people and uses them for toppings on ice creams. Or <laughs> they show, I think the cover to VHS had like a head on his cone. It's a head on a cone. Pulling it like right. this. You know, yeah. Uh, that's what i want can i have a chocolate dip i mean um, what's amazing is like that's ron howard's brother clint you know yeah, so, clint Howard's <laughs> boy, they both went in different directions didn't they well i mean clint's been been acting you oh, know, a long time a long time um you know he's been very prolific he just never got the success that is right. right but you know he's Ron still casts him in movies like he was in Apollo 13 and things like that. And oh, yeah, he's yeah. You know, still a working actor. He still, you know, still does all kinds of stuff. I think he's still a working actor. Um, and of course, yeah, he was so. in the uh, Austin Powers original, The Private. 
Yeah. Sir, it looks like a precious big boy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, other other fun movies that bring in this kind of comedy with some horror. I think Killer Clowns from Outer Space mm-hmm. is a really good example of this kind oh, of ridiculous. These aliens yeah. come down, they look like clowns, really tough, frightening clowns. And their spaceship is a circus tent. You know, all this clown imagery is in there. And, you know, I'm not a clown fan. Um, no. And these 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 are clowns are definitely creepy, um, but I like some of the stuff that they they do. Like they have popcorn guns that they shoot out at you. They have like they encase you in cotton candy, you know, because they basically gathering humans <laughs> to eat them, you know, um, mm-hmm. and transport them in these cotton candy cocoons, you know, which is which is hysterical. So all these kind of puns and plays on like clown stuff, you know, with the nose, the the I think the squirting flower you know all these kinds of things that that happen that you know if you're it's a it's a really wildly entertaining movie very very constantly very oh, 1980s yeah. you know you want to have I'm a bring up, I'm gonna bring up another uh, a film uh just putting out there that uh last year i believe it came out and i think i rented it off i don't know if it's amazon or whatever but werewolves within oh. fantastic horror comedy um basically it's about this uh uh this african-american park ranger gets reassigned to this small town and this this town's basically on edge if they're going to sell out for this i don't know it was a gas company oil company whatever and uh all of a sudden these murders start happening and uh here they find out it's a werewolf of course but it's with a twist but there is so many hilarious lines in it and it's really some dark humor um excellently uh acted and it's so much fun. So I highly recommend anybody uh, hasn't seen it, go ahead and see that cool. movie, Werewolves Within. I'll check it out. I'll add it to the list. That yeah. sounds great. It is a blast. Excellent. Um, I've got a couple more on my list here that I think are, are, are funny. A couple of foreign horror films, I think, straddle this mm-hmm. comedy horror. There's a movie called Kung Fu from Beyond the Grave. It's like a martial arts horror comedy. Um, huh that uh, has zombies and, you know, martial arts zombies, which is kind of fun. Nice. Um, and there's one called Mr. Vampire, I think, which has actually a couple of sequels. Mr. Vampire is a Chinese horror film, okay. which deals with the Chinese vampires, which are different than, than Eastern European vampires. Um, in that there's, they're more of like a, uh, a soul that hasn't been prayed for properly, um, usually, when people die, the priest has to do these incantations and prayers, and they put a prayer cloth on their head, like a little tiny strip of paper with some writing on it. And if the kind of strip blows off, then the corpse becomes animated, and uh, it has this negative chi. I never saw that. And then the earth kind of it's rejected, yeah. it re- 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 tries to reject them, um, but then they can't get off the ground, so they come back down, and they so they move by hopping. They're called Chinese hopping vampires. And um, it's it's kind of Mr. Vampire is like a mix between Monty Python and the Three Stooges, um, you know, as far as that kind of humor, with elements of like uh, you know zombie zombie fun because the, the the animated corpses are very much like zombies, and that okay, huh. but uh, and the humor sometimes can be subtle, but it's also very, sometimes can be really slapsticky, so. Okay. Um, like one scene they were talking about, like you have to use sticky rice against these kinds of vampires. 
And so they, they had accidentally spilled all their rice out and all this rice was there. So there's some guys like sitting with like with a pair of chopsticks, like picking out one grain of rice at a time, like moving into the sticky rice pile, you know, little things like that, that are, that are kind yeah. of. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Mr. Vampire is great. <coughs> um, I'm, I'm going to bring up a couple. Okay. Um, I, I think we're both fans of dead snow and probably it's far superior sequel dead snow red versus dead just yeah fantastic whole take great. on the, the nazi zombie trope you know in horror and uh i think it was uh i think at least swedish films um if i'm not mistaken or norwegian maybe norwegian could be and uh but they are just excellently well done uh just a hoot what a blast um anybody gets you know chance to check them out please do because they are they're worth the time mm -hmm. either of them yeah those are those are tremendously fun great movies yes uh, a lot of fun <laughs> um another uh another fun movie here that's in the comedy with some horror aspect we're moving closer and closer to comedy but um i thought uh mega python versus gatoroid <laughs> had elements of a little bit of horror a little bit of comedy and a lot of tiffany and debbie gibson you know um, yes we enjoyed that because we watched like the world premiere of it or whatever and yeah i wish i had that like, copy it was on VHS. i wish i i wish i kept it because you can't find that version anymore no it has been since it has since been cut there are some scenes particularly when tiffany's running to save people in the scene where they're on the bridge some yeah. of those scenes have been truncated unnecessarily. What a shame. Yes. I, I think the best thing was the uh, the, the cake fight. Cake fight. Yes. Turned, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Cake uh, and yeah. No, that was um Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More frosting, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just down to a few more things that I think are are quite funny. Uh Zombievers. Oh yeah, ridiculous horror um, comedy with, you know, the beaver, the <laughs> animals turning into zombies, you know, yeah. um, quite. And if they get bit, the humans, I think there's, there's a couple humans. I think they look like yeah. beavers. They, got they, the they start <laughs> taking on beaver characteristics, you know, <laughs> beaveroid. Um, that'll be the next Tiffany Debbie Gibson one, beaveroid. That'd be awesome. I'd like to see that. Mm. Yes. <laughs> nice beaver <laughs> ward i think you're a little hard in the beaver last night <laughs> not as hard i'm gonna be tonight um speaking of uh i think then uh, there's a franchise of films that the first one has unintentional humor in it but as the franchise goes, they get sillier and sillier to the almost ridiculous. The last one almost is, is kind of jumps the shark, literally. And we're talking Sharknado. Sharknados. Yes. Yeah. I There's like, by the time you get like four and number four and five, they're really quite comical. They're bringing in all kinds of cameos, you know, quite silly. Um, but the last one was just, it wasn't nearly as good because I think they knew we were trying too hard by that time. Yeah, they knew that it was it was it was fading out. It was time to move on. Yeah, and I I love the premise, but now I liked when Sci-Fi Channel would, would show Sharknado days all day. You know, like a marathon day. Yeah, yeah, but those are still wildly entertaining, um, and they just get quite silly. You know, and that's what I like about it. It's, it's here's a horror, 
comedy movies with like some horrific premise to become sillier as they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've just got two more. Um, that, I mean, if you have more, great. But two more for me that I think are full comedy mm-hmm. with, with horrific elements. But now we're, we've kind of gone, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bookend it with a movie that's kind of the opposite of uh, where we began. Um, but I'm going to go with Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks. Mm. We have a comedy. But I remember seeing this as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was little. I mean, I was like seven when we saw this in the theater. And again, because I'm seven and I'm impressionable and I know there's a Frankenstein, there were still elements that I I thought were scary and didn't quite understand, frankly, because I was seven. Mm-hmm. You know, seven-year-olds aren't shouldn't be watching, you know, no. you know, like watching Blazing Saddles at age seven. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> I think I think my aunt took me to the theaters to see it. I really didn't understand the humor, but whoo, yeah. did you understand it was you it got older? <laughs> right, right. And there's the yeah. scene I, I laughed at in the beginning where. Like he's testing the reflexes of that guy who uh, he apparently shut them all down and he kicks him in the nuts. And you can see the guy like crossing his eyes. I got that, you know, yeah. but there's, there's, again, it's a comedy, but it's set within the Frankenstein world. It's, it's a satire, um, kind of a parody, but it it's still has some horror elements to it that are couched within comedy on, um, you know, very much like um, Evan Costello meet Frankenstein, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think Marty Feldman is is Igor was hilarious in that movie oh, too. Yeah. I mean he's he's funny anyways, Marty Feldman was. Yeah. But uh is yeah. Igor, you know, obviously because he had those weird wild eyes. So exactly. Just and and so brilliantly acted. Um Mel yeah. Brooks was at the top of his game between Young Frankenstein and and, and then, uh, Blazing Saddles. Yep. I think Blazing Saddles is his finest work, just yeah. just hysterical. Me too. Um you know, oh, you know, one we really ignored since we, we we had this interview a couple of weeks ago. We we interviewed totally forgot like the Toxic Avenger, which has again Gosh, comedy yes. with some horror in it. This horrific change of what happens and Uncle Lloyd, you know, Uncle Lloyd, right? Um, but and they're doing a full blown Lloyd say his movies are not horror movies. They are they are satires or comedies with horror right. elements in them. So um, now yeah, that's also. Also, didn't you tell me Legendary or Warner is doing a total remake of that? Like a whole big budget production of Toxic Avenger? Redoing yeah. it? Yeah, with Peter Dinklage. Oh. Um, a whole like wow. cast of like A-list actors. Wow. Which is amazing. So, it is like, amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, I never would have figured that in a million years. Um, and my last well, pick on I, my I've list. seen also this week. Oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead, bud. Oh, I was, yeah. I was just going to bring, bring it. Anybody didn't... Uh, Obviously, if they're living under a rock, they didn't hear us. But uh, I guess Rob Zombie's Monsters movie got a PG rating, which I'm like, thank God, in a lot of ways. I'm just hoping that, Mr. Zombie, I love your music, but I hate your script writing. So um, I hope they have somebody else who wrote the script. Uh, but I hope they do it justice. I do. I do. Yeah. And I, I'm I, glad to see the PG rating. And, it, you know, let's right, even said, family friendly. Yeah, even Zombie um, said this is not, you know, this is not your typical film that I do, and it's not going to have this, this, good. this, and that. So that's cool. I just hope it yeah. it it does real justice to the television show because you know I'm a huge fan. You are a fan, um, yep. and the I've seen just a couple production stills with the actors and their makeup. Oh, and the house looks great. The house looks great. I mean, every, um, yeah, I'm not crazy about who they picked to play the, you know, uh, the makeup. Me you know. I mean, I, I get it. You got to put your wife in the every movie you make because she's going to be like there with you. And if you don't, she's going to be pissed. Um, right. But she just shouldn't be playing Lillian. Um, no, no. 
you know, Yvonne DiCarlo, so sexy, um, yes. crazy hot. Just just like, um, you know, in the Adams Family, you know, Morticia, I thought, was always. Uh, oh, yeah. She's just always. When she used to speak French. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, more, I don't know. Anyone else have a boner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like watching Batgirl when I was little. I was four years oh. old, like Batgirl. I'm like, why do I feel funny down here? You know? <laughs> yes. Still have an affinity for purple glittery costumes um <laughs> oh, <laughs> thing, i'm so glad to be raised uh, on television um yeah. my last pick is is a sentimental one it's it's comedy with a very very mild humor or horror um very mild it's it's more of like a haunted house with comedy um and it's the ghost of mr chicken with, oh, with God, I that since i was probably like 10 years old or something yeah, yeah. you know it is so fun it's it's sentimental because my grandma loved that movie and i used to watch it with her a lot it's one of the last movies we watched together before she passed and so i i just have always loved that movie so if it's on i'll, I'll always dvr it just to watch it a couple times to have it on um again <clears throat> the humor is prevalent you know it's very sure. mild and there yeah, are not, four elements any of his films yeah yeah, four elements. He goes to a haunted house, and things move, and a painting bleeds, and has knives in it, and a bloody keyboard plays by its own. So he's got this kind of spook, you know, quality to it that's kind of very gentle. Um, right. I thought it's a nice way to kind of bookend because Abbott Costello are kind of that same kind of humor, you know. Right. And and with within a horror context, and so that's you know, Ghost of Mr. Chicken kind of feels that way for me. Um, just a gentle gentle kind of something as a kids would like adults would like um it's spooky but it's like scooby-doo spooky you know right and it holds it holds that obviously the special place because you and your grandmother sure watching that for you oh, yeah. cool but, but it, it does feel like a like a scooby-doo episode in that regard like it's timeless for me yeah know? when i can recall you're right it sure does feel kind yeah. of <laughs> yeah and when you watch it again you'll probably really like it you know it's like we'll be 90 years old and we'll still watch scooby-doo and we'll still enjoy you know, it. Watch SpongeBob too and other stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. There's there's just something really special about this genre, the blending of genres. I love successful blending of genres, um, and these are movies that have done this well. There are there are movies out there that try, yeah, and just, just fail. They yeah. just don't know how to blend them well together, or they try and that just. It just doesn't work, <clears throat> you know. I think a brilliant, and it's obviously it's a spoof on everything at that time. The movies that were going on screen, and I know what you did last summer, but uh, a scary movie, okay, just hysterical, mm -hmm. hysterical. Yeah, I mean, really, no horror elements. It's just it's it's making fun of all the other the big, the huge horror hits that were at that time. And uh, man, the Wayans brothers knocked it out of the park in that one. So. I'm yeah, sure yeah. many, many of our viewers and, and listeners have seen that already. And, and I think they can agree. I think I've seen it like two or three times at the theater and just with a friend, I was rolling every time, losing it, just hysterical. So, I mean, it's like I said, not true comedy horror, but it, it's making fun. It's spoofing on all those films at that time. So. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. They, they've done some other really fun movies too. Like I'm going to get you sucker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, really <laughs> yeah, smart, funny, funny guys. So, well, there it is, kids. We've talked about horror comedies, comedy horrors, horrors with comedy in them, comedy movies with horror in them. Um, 
you know, the whole gambit. It's a, it's, I love the blending of genres, you know, a whole other show we can do some time down the road. We'll do a blending of like sci-fi horror. That would be a great mm-hmm. episode. You know, there's a lot of talk. I think another great episode would be Montag. We could do an episode on uh, um, horror anthologies. Maybe yeah. our top, you know, what we make our top horror anthology films of all time work because I'm a big anthology horror film fan. Right. I, I like them. I got quite a few of them actually in my collection from the 70s and yeah. And stuff like well, that. Those so were really I, big in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. They're, such they're also going to like inappropriate stories for children. Yes. <laughs> the bone pile. <laughs> the drowning pool. A nip in the air. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, oh. that's gonna be great. And yeah. then the sausage. I don't no. really want to get the camera that close to your junk when you come walking in the scene. Don't. I'm gonna have to have someone be the DP on that one. We need an extra wide lens. <laughs> I'm gonna wear really, really, really tight, overly tight biker shorts. <laughs> Well, you're just going to walk in in your tidy whities you know. Um, walk in all like, yeah, get a little strut. <laughs> have some like 70s porn awesome. music going, you know, yeah. or funk music. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping man. to get, I'm hoping to get, you know, Audrey, she was going to be, uh, you know, the uh, honey or the honey pie. But we'll see, you know. I, know. I doubt we can get, we can get Lauren to be uh, honey pie, but that would be nice too. Yeah, this all has to get cut out. An hour and forty-one minutes. Yeah, it absolutely. Off. Get out there. Okay. Yeah. Well, there it is, kids. I think we've had a pretty good time. We've, we've. I'm sure we've missed uh, handfuls of, of oh, movies sure. that are good examples, but we uh, kind of covered a lot of a lot of movies that we both like that are funny, that are horrific, um, and uh, yeah. So there it is. What do you want for nothing, right? Yeah. If, is, you, if you have any if you have any suggestions you know reach out to us yeah let us know oh you know i should probably do uh my commercial i think i can probably do it from memory uh you can uh get unsane no nope, i can't do it from memory you can find <laughs> heavy metal horror at unsaneradio.com you can listen to full episodes or download to your device um if you're on youtube that's where you're at if you're watching heavy metal horror podcast on facebook heavy metal horror podcast um and if you're on youtube don't forget to hit the subscribe button and if you know someone who would like our show tell them about us i think that covers it pretty much up and uh kids we are going to be going to roku that's right we're heading to a roku near you more details to follow um so this has been montag master of illusion who feels awful naked because my headset's not working And this is Chop Top, who noticed that Montag feels awful naked without his headset. I know. So. What am I going to do? Oh. <laughs> oh. There you go. Now, see, it's just that comfort feeling. It's like a serenity blanket, right? Yeah. Serenity now. Serenity, serenity now. Yes. This has been Montag, and you've been watching and listening to Heavy, Heavy. Metal. Metal. Horror comedy. <laughs> oh, great show. Great show. Yeah, good show, buddy. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs>